Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. You guys have? Did you ever have any contact with him at all? No. 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 Well, a couple of times he went to my hometown, Arconate. Yeah. Because he, at the time, the major of Arconate was like the, really close to him. So a couple of times he came to Torquato just to say hi. Yeah. And all the all the citizens were re- really happy. But that was the closest I get to him. They were really happy? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Italy. <laughs> and he's still in politics, you say? Yeah. Yeah, he okay. tried, tried to be elected, but uh, he couldn't get the as the, the nominee of the coalition of the, uh-huh. of the right. So he have to pass by. Okay. But yeah, he's still, uh, he's still in politics. You know, my mom and sister ran into him <laughs> wow. in a hotel in Sicily once. Yeah. <laughs> they were frightened. Why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. They said they said he looked a little shady and there was a lot of security men around. And okay. Typical Berlusconi. Typical Berlusconi. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Joining me, Eden McCourt, on today's One Football Podcast is Francesco Porzio. Hello. And Andrea Augustinelli. Ciao. The email, if you want to get in touch, ask any personal question, quizzes about our favorite TV shows, etc., 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 is podcast at onefootball.com. Get all your questions in there or hop onto iTunes, do the rating thing, do the comment thing, and let us know how you think about the podcast. Okay, so we've done the Premier League, we've done League 1, we've done La Liga, and we've finally reached the one that I'm really excited about. I, I told the others I was excited about them. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, you have to is, say that. Th- this is the one. And, and we know the season has started, but it's it's quite hard to get Francesco off his phone and out, <laughs> of, and out of the transfer hotel and into the studio. So yeah, we know the league has started, but it, there's still we can still talk about it. So on a scale of one to Ronaldo, how excited are you two for this season? Ronaldo plus infinite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Probably... Since I remember, probably one of the best years of yeah. the Serie A history. Yeah, I mean, even if that we are coming from uh, dark times. So this is like the first year that we saw, okay, Ronaldo, but other names linked or coming to Serie A. Mm. Like Ancelotti back in Serie A, that's uh, something that I said we didn't see coming. So it's uh, it's good. I'm, I'm excited, honestly. And mm-hmm. the first games showed uh, that the season will be good. Okay, and this—I mean—you've both been back in Italy since Ronaldo has the deal has gone through. There must be just like this incredible buzz about it all oh. in the country. Yeah, I think now it ended the first part where everyone was excited. Now yeah. it's we are in the second phase when people started to say, "Well, okay, Ronaldo is good, but it's not enough to change Italian football." That's also what I think. Honestly, I think that we need oh. another system to support Ronaldo and other players coming to Italy. It's not enough one player. Because one player will is gonna be a benefit just for Juve, not for the entire system. But for sure, having Ronaldo helps other players to come, helps a new system to change. Uh, also, the fact that Modric was linked to Inter, in my opinion, is basically just because Ronaldo was going to uh, to Juve. Mm. So, you know, there is a new trend mm. that is coming up, but we need a system behind that helps us to grow. Yeah, I think Ronaldo will help us a lot on the on a communication side. Just think about that. Uh, for example, ESPN both the right to broadcast the Serie A in the uh, United States. Their correspondent James Orcastle now is based in Italy, so it shows how big is the impact. Ronaldo will be on the cover of FIFA 19 with the Juventus shirt, and if I don't get wrong, it's since Kaká that we don't have a Serie A player on the mm-hmm. cover. 
another example. Yesterday, he posted a photo of his family with a Juventus short, all I of them. I saw this. In 30 minutes, he got 2 million likes. What? Yeah. This is the impact he will have on the, on the Serie A. But I agree with Francesco. Uh, we need a new system because nothing has changed since, the, um, since we failed to qualify for the World Cup. Even the federation say, oh, we're going to change, we're going to make revolutions and blah, blah, blah. Nothing has changed. So, I'm, sorry, I'm still getting over 2 million likes and whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's probably oh, you, way you, more than the overall you will get in your entire yeah. life, probably. Oh, you, no doubt about it. Juventus <laughs> gained 1 million followers on Instagram just on the day they announced Ronaldo. Wow. That's, that's the impact it, uh, it will have. So you two are both saying that you need like a, a system change. Yeah. yeah. What, what what exactly do you mean by that then? Uh, because right now uh, teams just get money from the TV rights, and nobody wants to, except probably for Juventus, nobody wants to, to invest in new stadiums or marketing plans, and uh, uh, the federation just doesn't want to create uh, an environment where teams can uh, do this kind of uh, project. So they now one example uh, is that after the the World Cup the. Top point was, oh, Italy is not good enough to create new talent. So they say, oh, we're going to establish the second team for everybody, for all the, the Serie A teams. Right now, only Juventus has a, a big team. Nobody else want, uh, wants to do it. So it's just like, they they have been good to talk, but they didn't work. So that's right just now. A final point to this. I think that there are two different levels here. There is a structural problem of the system yeah. because there are too many clubs. Basically, in the third division, there are more than 70 clubs. How yeah. many there are? In the, in the second division, there are 22. So there are, there are the, 20. In the, in the there third are too division, many clubs in the system, cannot afford too many clubs. You know mm. what I mean? And also, another important thing is the TV rights, as you mentioned. Yeah. In Italy, the system works that the rich becomes richer. So yeah. Juve gets 80% of the TV rights, mm-hmm. basically. And not Juve, but the big teams. And all the others get the 20 if I'm not mistaken, in Premier League, everyone gets the equal yes. amount of money. Yeah. If you're Brighton, if you're Southampton, if you're Manchester United, you get the same amount yes. of money. Mm-hmm. It's so shared, it's more leveled, yeah. you know? Which is how, you know, clubs like Brighton and Southampton can afford like 40 yeah, million players. Exactly. Just think about players. what Fulham did. Uh, I think, let's say Fiorentina can have a transfer window like this. They have always to uh, rely on uh, players on loan or... Small investment in order to sell then the player. Uh, this is kind of structure that it's not working because even with Ronaldo, for example, the, all the other teams are gaining from this um, from this player, but with no structure behind it. We had yesterday the example Udinese almost doubled the price of the tickets for the game against uh, Juventus. So an average ticket costs around 30, 40 euro. Yeah. Now it's around 150. So that, that's the, that's the problem. It, it, there are just, I mean, right now Juventus is leading. Those teams are investing now. Roma, Milan, Inter uh, are starting to uh, invest more and more and more. But they are just the top of them. Who actually are the teams that are pushing to create the the mm. Super League? Mm. So the and the, the stadiums is an interesting one that you mentioned because obviously Juventus are the ones yeah. who've really made a difference yeah. with that. And I've been there; it's a brilliant stadium to go yeah. to. Uh, but there was a picture of what's the Genoa stadium? Is it Giuseppe Ferrari? Genoa? No, Marassi. Oh, the Marassi. Ferrari is called also. Yeah, that's that's the Ferraris, one. Yeah. They, and they still had 
like a thing from the World Cup 1990 no, painted it, onto it, it, the wall. Probably, was it that one? Pro, no, it was the Bentegodi from uh, from Verona. Saturday from, from Verona. It That's was Ebos or the foot. Yeah. yeah. It's that like uh I mean if you read some books or some uh, articles, you see that the big problem is Italy failed back in the nineties with investment. From that point on, with the new stadium, for when the, it had all the money for, for, for the World Cup, all right, yeah. they failed with investments. They built stadiums that were already old, and that club couldn't afford. Uh, so from that point on, it all went down. And right now, they don't have money enough to invest. Like right now, there are only three or four teams with a property stadium. Roma is try is fighting against the local administration to build a new one. Milan and Inter probably will find uh, an agreement in order to renew San Siro mm-hmm. because it's too expensive to to leave the build a new one. So, but they rent that from the council, is that right? Yeah, ev- yeah. every uh, except for uh, Juventus, Udinese, Sassuolo, and Frosinone, all the teams borrowed the stadium from the from the city council. And an example: Napoli this year couldn't uh, sell any ticket uh, season ticket because. Uh, the stadium are there are some works in the stadium for the uh, university. Uh, it's called the university games. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the if because the city council has to do that works, Napoli is a victim actually. Mm-hmm. So they they didn't they can't sell a ticket holder tickets t- ticket season. Right there I was coming into the podcast all. Bright and breezy and excited. You've, you've just <laughs> yeah, taken, okay. you've taken me down. No, no, no. Now we can pass to the. Should we go back and talk about Ronaldo yeah, then? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you you guys don't think it's it's enough to put Serie A back on the map, or it is enough for him it, to? For sure, it's enough. Okay. For me, Serie A. But, but it needs more. This year is the second best league in Europe for sure, after the Premier League, which is of course the best yeah. one still. I think that by Serie best a, you mean most competitive, competitive or just competitive. okay. I'm talking about competitive. Let's let's think about last year. Serie A was the most competitive in Europe yeah. without mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo. So the risk is that this year is going to be less competitive than last year, but it will be more watched, actually, because m- way more people will watch Juventus game and Serie mm-hmm. A in general this year. But the second level, so Inter, Roma, Milan, uh, I will put also Lazio and Fiorentina in this group mm-hmm. of, of Probably uh, Napoli clubs. Probably well. oh, Napoli, sure, mm-hmm. I forgot. They are way better than last year. So the overall level of Serie A is better. Is there a chance that it will also be more competitive because Juve's focus might not necessarily be the league and they're looking to that big European trophy in the sky? This was the first year since I remember that the Juventus properly said the main goal is the Champions League. They always said, okay, the main goal is winning the Scudetto, mm-hmm. then we go as much as we can further in the Champions League. Sta- uh, the Champions League. This year, Agnelli said, our goal is to win the Champions League. So we have to see that. But I don't think yeah. that Cristiano Ronaldo oh. will not care about winning the Serie A, honestly. Oh, in I see fact, there mean. was an interview yeah. today yeah. on the zone when uh, he actually said, well, I have three years to win the Champions League. It's not going to be for sure this year. Yeah. So step by step. So if he's saying that, it means that he wants to win everything. Yeah. And, and he will win everything, I think. And he said something during his press conference. He said, most players of my age go to Qatar China. or China. I came here because I saw a competitive league. So I don't think he's going to skip. Okay, you also, went- another thing about Cristiano that he said in this interview is that I was impressed about the trainings in Serie A. If Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. says mm. that he's impressed yeah. about the trainings, yeah. 
it means that the level of Serie A is not as bad as we yeah. think. I love that about him. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, but I love that he didn't go to Qatar or he didn't go to China and he said, yeah, I'm going to go to Juventus yeah, I mean, and I'm going to do it's, it. It's a big challenge for him. And honestly, I think that till December, January, we will see Juventus uh, really easily in the in the top of the of the table. Let's wait for March when they will have probably the quarterfinal. Then we can have... But they have so many players. They have so many players, they, yeah. On Saturday, they had on the bench Mandzukic. They had the Bernardeschi. <laughs> they had... Uh, Emre Can. Emre Can was in the bench. Emre Can, he came in in 10 minutes. Uh, How can you lose a Scudetto like that? But, <laughs> you know... Never say never. Okay. How will will they change it all with him in the side, or would he just he'll be the sort of natural replacement for um, Iguain? I think he won't play like a number ten at the end, like like a number nine. Sorry, yeah. no. He will not be the striker. We saw already in the game against Kievo that he was way better when he was uh, on the left, and Mandzukic was playing as a number nine. Mm-hmm. I think that he needs another striker. I mean, let's not forget that in Real Madrid he was playing with Karim Benzema. Yeah. Who did all the work for who him. Who did all yeah. the work for mm-hmm. him to create space for him. And here he was supposed to play Dybala, Cristiano Ronaldo, Douglas Costa, uh, Quadrado, Quadrado yeah. or whatever it was on the, on the right. Who defends in this team? You need someone that does the dirty work. And that guy is Mario Mandzukic. Mario Mandzukic will play most of the games for me. I think year. we're all big Mario Mandzukic fans here. Yeah, but honestly, I think that... Uh, Juventus will improve when the connection between Dybala and Ronaldo will start to work properly. Because, uh, so at, against Kievo, they start with Ronaldo as a striker, Dybala be, behind him, mm-hmm. and they were keep on swapping the position, and Ronaldo was keeping sweeping position with Douglas Costa or two. So I think that will be the point. I don't see him playing all the season well, on the left. He will play some, some games too, because the level sometimes will uh, allow Juventus to play around on the left side. But I think that most of the time he will play in the in the center zone. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a striker or maybe as he did with Dybala swapping uh, position because Dybala is really great in create uh, space and keep the, defend, the defender out of the, his line. Yeah, it's a frightening thought that if Dybala plays too as well as we know he can play and then he's linking up with Ronaldo. That would worry well, me if I were a Serie Argentina defender. doesn't go well the relationship with Messi. So I don't know how in this case yeah. that can be... <laughs> Well, maybe he'll like him more because of the whole Messi thing. Probably, yes. Yeah. I mean, he has to. He has to see him every day. Messi <laughs> yeah, doesn't true. see him. So. That is true. Yeah. They seem friends because Ronaldo posted a photo of uh, their two on, uh, on Instagram. So they, they seem already like... Well, that start, doesn't count. Start, maybe they start a relationship. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, but, uh, okay, Ronaldo, of course, not the only player to move to Juventus this season. They've also brought in, brought back Leonardo Benucci. Yeah. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because of all that happened last season. And that I go oh, first. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to go? On this? Uh, Can you just explain what happened last season? He scored his only goal. So, so uh, basically, he, le- he left Juventus saying uh, there was some claim uh, clash around him. When they played in uh, Torino, Juventus Milan, all the stadium uh, whistled him. He scored and he did he, the gesture of like washing the washing the teeth or the mouth. Which means he shut, always does that. Which means I mean, shut your mouth. Yeah, it's, it's like exactly. to, to, to when you sh- talk sh- about shout me, out to your haters. Exactly. Sh- shut your mouth, uh, wash your mouth. And he did it in front of the Juventus fans, and then he <laughs> slid under the Milan fans wearing the arm brand. So we we thought that was the like the end of the of the story. And then all the Milan uh, stories that probably we will talk later. So this summer he said uh, that he want to to go back to events, and he was kind of I don't know uh, understandable move because yeah he's a competitive guy so he wants to be back in a wants to play for a real team 
Maybe, yeah, yeah. That, that's probably what, what he thought, honestly. That's I, I think so. So there was at the beginning we thought, nah, it's like with the Ronaldo story. So nah, it, can, it can't happen. Uh, I don't know. Probably the reaction of the fans will be uh, uh, hard. They will go hard on him. But at the end, it happened. And on Saturday, they whistled him at the beginning. Yeah. After the two long passes he did that like changed the way you went to play, they say, okay, now <laughs> we, we can we can stop. Okay. Fans so, change minds very often. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we talk through the Higuain deal? Yeah, it's, it's part of the the Bonucci deal. You're because you're a Milan fan. Yeah. Um, you've got Higuain. Oh. You, well, you're not so excited by oh, it, or. Yeah. Oh, you are excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, you're hiding. I was texting well. for just all the time. When I gonna announce <laughs> it's really it's gonna it's gonna happen. So I mean, first of all, is Juventus that has to get rid of him. Yeah, so, because all the Bonucci and uh, Higuain deal are uh, are linked. Uh, so because of Ronaldo, Juventus have to get one big salary out of their books, and it, the Higuain was the the nominee because he got the the biggest uh, salary. Milan was looking for a striker that was the uh, their top targets in the since the beginning of the transfer window. That, that's what they were missing under Gattuso. Yeah, last yeah, season. That, that, yeah. It was I mean, they had they had Kalinic. They had Kalinic, great Why, striker who didn't score, which is you know <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah. for a striker. <laughs> no, but uh, so they the they put Iguain in the deal. Leonardo, new Milan sports director, has been smart and clever to bring Caldara to into the uh, into the deal, and that is the element that made Juventus fans angry. More than, yeah. Just let Iguain go because they say, okay, yeah, okay. Iguain has never been like, uh, I don't know, an hero for a fancy. He was never loved there, was he? Yeah, because he's the kind of player that is the is a star that goes to a team and the fans are happy. But then when when he left, it's just like, okay, yeah, great, great memories, thanks. But not the same as in, in Napoli. It seemed like there was this sort of yeah, hero also status about here him in that. the table. There is Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's yeah, not forget yeah. about it. Because two weeks before Iguain moved to Milan, he went to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. So the fans are like, yeah. okay, we can yeah, we got yeah. Cristiano, we can have Juventus and getting some money for Iguain. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of why Iguain is gonna be he, he will be the player to look this season. Because Ooh. because he's angry. He's angry, he's looking for revenge, honestly. He's been like uh let I think Juventus let him go like almost easily, probably. But on a financial side, this swap was perfect for both teams. But again, Juventus fans were were uh, really, really pissed because of Caldara was part of the deal. Because first Bonucci betrayed them, and he was the captain of Milan. Now he's back, and we are letting go who is who the player who should have been his replacement. Ah, but yeah, over, overall uh, that was an operation that was good for everybody. Thirty-five million. Thirty. The swap between Bonucci and Iguain now and Caldara for thirty five million, Iguain on loan for eighteen million and thirty five million uh, next next season. Wow, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but nobody took took out like a single single euro. Probably Milan just yes. the, just the eighteen million for Iguain and the, and the mm. salary, which is okay. So sorry, but basically yeah. is is a is a swap that for the books of both of the clubs is perfect. That's okay. what they did. Should we go across the city then to Inter? Shall we? <laughs> I want to know what happened with the Modric deal. We still don't know. We know because it we was know, real, or it was, was it real? real? Yeah, I think okay. that we know that was real when Luciano Spalletti, after Atletico game, the friendly Madrid said, "Yeah, uh, it's a dream. Let's see what happens." Mm. The fact is that Modric wanted to leave uh, Real Madrid even before Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. So even 
after the Champions League final, Modric already talked with Florentino Perez and said, all right, I want to leave. If there is a team that wants me, please let me go. What was the reason? Just general unhappiness or just wanted? When you win four Champions League, you won another uh, mm. challenge. You know, you're 33 years old. You need you needed probably something, something mm. else. So that team was Inter. Don't ask me why, but <laughs> it was Inter. And this thing started during the World Cup. So way before it came out. Oh, okay. Actually, when it came out, it was probably done already. They knew that was not going to happen. Ah, and that's why he came up. And what, what was the what, what was the reason why it failed? Florentino didn't want to say. There are two reasons. Would look bad. Two reasons: Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. and Zinedine Zidane. If these two didn't leave uh, Real Madrid this summer, Modric was to Inter right now. Was go- was playing for Inter, I think. And so even the event, the Ronaldo thing is incidental. Like even if Ronaldo had stayed at Real Madrid, Modric would have gone to Inter. Way uh, more likely, actually. Oh. Because he was the only one to leave that summer. And Modric is not, he's not a starter right now in Real Madrid. He will be. He will be. Yeah. He will be because he has to. He's yeah. the best midfielder in the world, so he yeah. has to start. Yeah. But right now, in the idea of Lopetegui, he's not the starting. Yeah. Also because he plays 4 2 I mean, that's a more tactical. Uh, <laughs> that's no good. Well, we want to talk transfers. Right. Um, <laughs> so they didn't get Modric, but there's an argument to be made that Inter had one of the best transfer windows of Serie A, no? Um, well, I'm biased in this case, but... Oh, that's okay. We don't, we don't mind bias. I, I agree, honestly. I think it's the more complete, uh, not only for uh, Nangolan, not only for um, other players like Tefrai and Azamoa, who are very good. I think that there are two players that can change something for Inter, which are uh, Keita Balde, because mm. if Keita Balde is the one they used to play for Lazio, He's great. And not we the forgot one, about him. But not the one that played for Monaco. No, that's no. terrible. But yeah. if he is that one, it's a very good signing. And also there is this Lautaro Martinez, which mm. I'm totally in love with. Here we Andrea, are. Andrea here, we are. are. here we are. Andrea knows that. <laughs> She's very, keep on saying, oh, look at him, look at him. He's good, he's good, he's the man. <laughs> so I don't want to put, put too much money on it, but my bet is, is that he's going to be amazing because... He's ang- like Higuain, he's angry. He yeah. wants to be the number nine of, of Inter. doesn't care about Icardi. You know, that's the mentality he has. Totally agree. You need that though. You need, yeah. You need that. I think. You know, and last may- year was a dare, the number, the, the, the other striker <laughs> so, for Inter. Yeah. Now we have Lautaro Martinez. He's a young, he's, yeah. he has potential, he has technique. Yeah. He has everything. He yeah. shows some skills, some movements that only real players has. That's it. Oh, you're getting me excited <laughs> all about Yeah, it, yeah. No, if you want like one, I mean, there are two young players that uh, you have to watch this year in Serie A. One is Lautaro, the other is Justin Kleiber. Yeah, yeah. The, now we're against. Well, Kleiber. now that now that that leads. I, I wanted to ask about Nangolang in the in the Milan clubs, but you you. <laughs> that's our Nangolang. Oh, we need that. You, you know? need that. Oh, there's a, there's a picture that seems like that uh, Nangolang went straight to the training center from the disco. Because he was wearing the same shirt. I don't know if, so, yeah. if it's that, but... Well, he's injured. You know. Okay, well, you, yeah. you mentioned Clivert. Yeah. He's already had one assist. Yeah. One um, hell of an assist. W- exactly. A hell of an assist. And, I mean, Manchi had another summer under his belt at Roma. It brought in 12 players in the 12, end? 12, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but how many are good? So, but <laughs> yeah, talk us, yeah, talk us through these signings, because there mean, is a lot of them. I mean, my, in my review, I say that usually when a team has 12 new players, you say it's a revolution... But Roma basically didn't change. They lost Alisson. They lost Alisson and Angolan. Mm-hmm. So they replaced with uh, Olsen, which is kind of a bet. Oh. <laughs> I can't kidding. 
Sorry? No, no, just... Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they didn't uh, change too much. They're, mm, they're, I think that the way of thinking is make the roster the, the most depth possible. And that's why they bring in players like Clybert, like uh, Cristante. Uh, Pastore. I, Pastore. Yeah, mm. I think that the, the key uh, player will be Inzonzi. Yeah, the last one who arrived because that's he, a good buy. Yeah, it's a good buy, and probably is the player that will allow the Francescos from time to time to play with another system. The biggest bet is Pastora because they are start playing him as a number six, number uh, mm-hmm. number eight in the midfield. Is wonderful when he has the ball between the the feet, but he's not he's not skilled to high pressure, and that's the uh, key part for Roma. And that's that's from his I. I mean, I guess, yeah. but that's from his time at PSG. I think he regressed as a player at no, PSG. I, I mean, he, he, no, it's always he played. He's a number ten. He's a right. number ten. So if he play between the line with the ball with short, uh, short combination, is wonderful. But yeah, but the technique he has, nobody has in that. Team. No, I mean, he is the talent that yeah. Roma needed. You know, they were playing Roma. Was was playing aggressive football until last yeah, year. Yeah, thanks to Nangolan, especially that, because Nangolan is that kind of player who puts very much yeah. uh, uh, emphasis and, and power. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That, and but, now you have more technique players. My, for me, the signing of the year for Roma will not be none of them. Will be Patrick Schick, which is from last uh, yeah, year. Yeah. But he was really? injured all the year. Yeah. But we've been waiting for him to blow for quite a while now. But he was injured all year. The, the, the end of last season, he played exactly. uh, quite, quite and good. And he, he's, yeah, he's in, great. In the friendlies, he scored a lot of goals and he seems like fitting the better and better into the to the Francesco system. Yeah. So he will be the, the player. Roma, there are many question marks, I think. I mean, we see... Uh, we, Last year we didn't know anything about Chenjits Wunder and now he's one of the best strikers in Italy. Mm. Uh, Justin Clivert yeah. seems to be the new crack in Italy. Uh, yeah. There is Sheik, there is Pastore, there is too many players to understand what's going on, honestly. Okay. So we have to, to wait and, and see. They, they have Cristante who is going under the radar as a, as a player right now because of the crazy moves that happened. But he's perfect for Roma for the way he playing, for the way he goes into the box, for the way he press high. So, can we see them repeating last season's? I don't think in Champions League. <clears throat> <Sorry. Right. clears throat> maybe, maybe. I'm, you talk about Francesco. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking on behalf of Francesco. <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, I think that they can do it. Maybe, okay. I, I, I don't know. I mean, reach the semi-final is always always out for every team. It depends on the on the draw, which they were on the second. Uh, and back. How you call this second group of the yeah. of the draw? So mm-hmm. they probably they will have an, an easier draw in the group stage in respect of last year. And honestly, I I think the roster is much more depth. There's much more uh, depth in the in the team. So I think they they can do it. The question is always there are some bad. And the fans, the environment is crazy. They are up and down that no no other but teams now it's, have. I think it's a nicer uh, atmosphere now. Yeah, yeah, not re- when everything when goes smooth to Roma, it's the, Totti, it's the best no thing playing, to play Since Totti is not playing anymore, it's a, there is a nicer atmosphere. Here we are. Guess why? <laughs> Guess why, indeed. Just south of Rome, we have Napoli. Ooh. And we have Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Back in Serie A, which you two are very excited about. Yeah. I wasn't that excited about it at all. I, Maybe because we I've had remember fatigue. the I've had old Car- good years of Ancelotti. Yeah. And, but I think I was impressed by the first game of Napoli. Yeah. I was not expect, 
not only me, but as I mean, all the La Gazzetta, Sky Italy, they okay. were putting Napoli as a fifth, sixth team in Serie A. It's because of the transfer window. They say that president didn't invest too much in the team. But Did he invest anything in the team? Oh, he invested. Fabian Ruiz, but he he, sell, he sold Jorginho to Chelsea. So. Yeah. Because they, they saw all the other teams buying uh, great stars or a lot of players and Napoli was going under under the radar and the president was keep on claiming, we don't need those players, uh, we, you want Cavani, I'm your Cavani, something like that. He went on to get the, the fans pissed, but honestly, the, the team is good. They made 91 points last year. Yeah, yeah it was the best season in the history of Napoli, but with another coach. And now they're playing completely different. No, yeah, what's, they what's, scored the, goal, the first goal against Lazio. seemed to be a Sarri ball kind of goal. Yeah, you know? I'm wondering what's going to be the difference because between Ancelotti and, and Sarri. I think season. that it's like the first year of Allegri at Juventus. I don't know if you remember. He was playing the exact same yeah. system as Conte used to play because mm -hmm. when something is, uh, yeah. is working, yeah. why do you need to change it? Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Okay. Let's take some confidence, let's win some games, and then we can change and something. And Ancelotti is not a manager who will go in there and say, we need to rip up everything. And uh, also, I think the key here is Mertens, because Sarri was playing as a number nine with Mertens. Yeah. I don't see how Ancelotti will play Mertens in that position. I think the Milik will be the, the, the player. And yeah. from time to time, Mertens can play there, but I don't see how Ancelotti doesn't play with a proper striker a proper number nine B biggest change probably is that there will be more uh, more players playing Sarri basically played with 13 14 players for three years Ancelotti probably will start to get more and more players uh, involved that's what the president wants that's what that's what the president wants. I said probably that's why he didn't invest too much uh, mm -hmm. too much money in it biggest uh, change will be Amsic playing in front of the defense instead of uh, Jorginho and yeah Milik will be the that's the, a that's a big bet. Milik will be the starting striker. And I, I think that uh, this is the biggest challenge Ancelotti could have because probably it's the first time he has a team where there are no big stars, big yeah. names. So he has to coach, to have to uh, bring new new ideas in. He's not stupid, as Francesco said. He's not going to change the system. That The legacy that Sarri left is amazing. It's unbelievable. They went so close to win uh, the Scudetto. But he is the man that can make Napoli the make the next step, like winning. Okay. That's what they Napoli yeah. fans, of course, my favorite fans after they turned up at the airport when they heard that Cavani rumor. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the uh, funny story was that uh, when Ancelotti was hired, obviously they start the press start to bring up names like Oh Benzema might join Napoli, Di Maria, and one was about Vidal. And there was a person similar to Vidal at Napoli Airport and one took a picture and said, oh, Vidal is Napoli Airport. <laughs> and some press reported the, the news. And when we saw the photo, it's like, it's not him. <laughs> it's it's not like him. fat with flip-flops. <laughs> no tattoos. But, but for, real, for like three or four hours, there was this rumor, oh, no, Vidal is in Napoli. He's going to join the club. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, the, two, the, the teams that came up this season. Yeah. They are? Parma, Empoli and uh, Frosinone. Frosinone. Okay, how are they going to get on? Uh, Parma will do great because they both uh, young players, but also experienced players. What Fro a club Parma too. Yeah. Wow. I think Frosinone will go down pretty easily. easily. Yeah. And Empoli could be the team to, to watch. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Empoli wanna... is a classic Serie A team. I mean, I remember them being Serie A more yeah. than Serie B and they had 
great coaches in the past, like mm. Sarri comes from Empoli. Yeah, Gianpaolo, the one who now coaches Sampdoria, comes from Empoli. Spalletti, Spalletti. as you said, started to coach at oh. Empoli. And the one that is now under Azzoli is very good. And he is the first occasion he had to coach a team. It's, it's a bit level. like uh, Spal did last year. They came up and they have a strong identity, like tactical, technical. The yeah, but they have, I think they have better players. They have, better, they have better players and a couple of uh, players to watch. Uh, Zajic, he already had two assists in the, in the first game. Another is Lagumina, he's a striker. He's a young prospect that if he does well, uh, it might be... Krunic also. Krunic, yeah. yeah Empoli is going to be... Maybe they will go down, I, I don't know, because it's, it's tough over there. But it will be pretty fun to watch. Okay. Which leads me to our predictions. Can I add something no. before the prediction? Bye. Yeah. One, one thing got that a I'm minute really, or two. No, one thing that I'm really disappointed, Mario <clears throat> Balotelli is not back. Oh. I, I was 100% sure. I'm not disappointed at all. <laughs> well, at least let him explain why he's disappointed. No, because I, I mean, I thought that some clubs for the middle middle <laughs> table will spend the money on him. On the, la on the last day of the transfer window, trans uh, Torino and Sampdoria were ready to spend 40 million on Simone Zaza, which is great. But it's not a game changer. This Balotelli version, and I don't trust him 100%. It's like a, okay, again, it's a new version, but it seems like committed because Mancini brought him back into the national team. He's committed. He wants to go to the, the European Championship. So he will. I mean, I think after then, I think I'm the most, uh, the fan number one of uh, Balotelli in the newsroom. And I think that for him, it's better to stay in France because there is no the old talkings. Old, he's just playing for the national team. He will be good for a national team, as you already... Yeah. If, he's, if he plays in Italy, every day there will be something about him. There'll be a bit of a circus. Exactly. So it's yeah. not good for him. It's okay. not good for Italy. Right. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, I'm sad. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him there too. But we, we, we've got to fit in our predictions. Let's go. All right. Okay. First manager sacked. Moreno Longo, the coach of uh, Prosinone. Okay. Yeah, Ballardini was my choice, but I think Longo will be the one. Longo's gone? Okay. Uh, the team's going down. I would say Frosinone, Spal this year, and Chievo, it's down. Oh, Chievo. Poor Chievo. I mean, not yeah. poor Chievo, after what they've done. Flying. Say, Chievo. <laughs> flying, the flying donkeys. Yeah. No more. I got, uh, remember, uh, Frosinone, Chievo and Empoli, but look after Bologna. Because oh no, oh, Pippo Inzaghi, yeah, you're no. here. No. You're here being relegated. No, we yeah. won't have. No, we won't have Bologna being relegated. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want your top four in the table, but I want it from four to one. All right, Andre, go first. <laughs> Inter, Roma, Juventus, and Napoli. Inter, Roma, Napoli win is good at. Yeah, it's big bad, but let's oh, change. I don't know if I can take that. Woo. Let's change the picture. Okay, I Fr go. Francesco? I go Inter, Milan, Roma, Juventus. No, Napoli. So Napoli not in the Champions League. My God. Well, these will definitely come back to haunt the both of you <laughs> <laughs> by the end of this season. <laughs> yeah. But that's all from us today. My thanks to Francesco, Andrea and producer Demo. We'll be back tomorrow, interestingly enough, and we'll be talking Bundesliga. How very exciting. Less than Italian food. <laughs> Less than Italian football. Okay, <laughs> speak then. <laughs>
Thank you.